What's good, everyone? Welcome to the Filipinos of Montreal podcast, Filipino Heritage Month edition. This is Terry. I'm Eric. And I'm Shari. And on today's episode, we'd like to welcome Jojo Flores. How are you guys Ooh. doing? Hey. Dude, thank, thank you. Thank you. Yo, we're, we're happy to have you, man. Um, how, how have you been? How, how's life been treating you the last, what, it's been three, four months now about this, this lockdown situation? So Yeah, it was a little bit uh, difficult to get used to, but you know, it became the norm and I guess everyone adjusted and uh, I have adjusted. So yeah, right. I'm good. I mean, it's, it, it was never really a low moment. It's, it's, I've been actually busier than, than when this whole thing started. Oh, wow. Mm. And I was actually in the Philippines when this thing started. Are you serious? Oh, yeah, I was on tour there. I landed, I landed and I was supposed to do a, uh, a big Heineken event in uh, Makati. Wow. And uh, I landed and the promoter was like, Yo, while you were in the air, the Philippines, like, the government canceled all events. Oh, my God. So I, so I landed, and I didn't end up doing my event. And, uh, yeah, so I just ended up booking a flight to Boracay and Shergao and just hung out till. Uh, and then the day I was supposed to leave, the day before that, the government issued a uh, close down of all the, the flights. Yeah. out. So I had to even book, rebook my flight to leave a day earlier. Crazy. Jeez. That is, yeah, wow. so that, that threw like a wrench into my plan. So, yeah. but you know what? I'm sure everything happens for a reason. And, and yeah. you know, I, was, I got back home to Montreal. And when I got back here, they said, oh, you have to quarantine for 14 days, right? <laughs> I was like, man, how am I going to do that? So I was kind of like freaked out a bit because I had to, I, you know, I wanted to do things. Of course. And then the 14 days became 14 days for everyone. So I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're all on the same page. Yo. Exactly. Yo, before talking about your story a bit, uh, open question to everybody. What's your go-to pizza order? What do you guys order for pizza? I'll open. If you guys ever had Como pizza in the suburbs, Mexican pizza from Como Pizzeria, one of my favorites. No, I've never had. <laughs> What's on it? Oh, it's like, oh my God, bacon, pepperoni, cheese, uh, jalapeno pepper. It's so spicy, but so tasty. Also, I'm always down to find good pizza, so... <laughs> You're saying it's good pizza, I'll definitely try it. <laughs> Give it a shot, man. Give it a shot. Are you um, from the South Shore? I used to be. Now okay. I'm in the Rosemont area, but uh, if you'd ever go, there's one in La Prairie, one in Delson, Como Pizzeria. Okay. Recommend it. <laughs> How about you guys? How about you guys? I'm um, just straight up pepperoni, order Quebecoise. Uh, since you named the restaurant, there's a restaurant down the street from me, uh, Pizza Wallat. It's okay. just like a mom pa shop type of thing. Uh, it's really simple. It's not the best pizza, but it does it does the job. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Eric. <laughs> it does its job. That's good. I like that. Uh, Jojo, Shari, how about you guys? Shari, you go first. Oof. Well, mine is um, my favorite order is a no order. Like I am not a pizza person at all. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, but if I had to, if I had to eat pizza it would be i guess all dressed Are you sure not hawaiian pizza yeah, right <laughs> Ooh, don't even try it <laughs> fyi shari hates hawaiian pizza just to let you <laughs> have to say it <laughs> yeah I would, I would go for i guess an all dress with extra mushrooms Ooh, oh. that's good. yeah i love mushrooms too extra yeah. mushrooms oh man yeah. also yeah adamo's one of my favorite pizza, oh, yeah, pizza yeah, I was as well just, uh, I, was just, I was just down that area today yeah, <laughs> yeah yo again jojo uh thanks for coming in yeah. Uh, I'm curious. We're actually we're all curious to know what's what's been your story like or your experience growing up in Montreal or, or the area. Are you, were you born here or? No, I was born in the Philippines. I left when I was six years old. 
And, oh wow! Um, I'm from um, Pangasinan, um, mm. from that area north of Manila. Um, mm. And I left when I was six. I only went back home when I was 28. And I went. I didn't mm. go back home as a tourist. I went back home as an artist. Oh wow! And they had booked That's crazy. You know, you know ABS-CBN. Yes, yes, yeah. of course. So, so they, they booked me to DJ in Boracay for a, some huge beach, beach party during Holy Week, because Holy Week's a big thing in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. So I went back um, as an artist, and they allowed me to bring other artists that, uh, that, uh, that I wanted to book. And I wow. said, okay, I'll bring some of my friends, like other international DJs. So... These guys came with me to sort of my, like my homecoming. They came with me to my homecoming. <laughs> and it was crazy. It was like really, um, it was almost like a culture shock because I, I like, when I left when I was six, I don't really have memories of the Philippines. Of course. When I left, right? I was too young. And, and growing up, um, my parents wanted us to learn English and mm-hmm. sort of integrate seamlessly into this, into, into uh, Montreal, you know? Mm-hmm. And, that being said, I, we didn't retain our language because my parents spoke Tagalog and Ilocano, right? So oh, okay. Oh, we, would wow. hear, we would hear both at home and depending on which friends they were hanging out with. So, yeah. it, so we sort of lost, uh, with, I, I can still understand Tagalog and Ilocano, but I get mixed up because I know both of them, right? Okay. But I don't speak it anymore, which is, which is you know, something I regret now. But growing up, I didn't even think about it. But just I just naturally lost. We lost our our, our language, you know. Yeah. But going back home for the first time was it was like an eye opener for me, and it was really um, it was yeah, it was just an emotional moment for me. Of course, and man. Even, and even for my friends because they knew that I was going back there for the first time <laughs> since I left. So it's crazy. Uh, yeah. Jojo, was there a, a takeaway you had from that trip? As like six year olds to twenty eight, now you kind of figure it out, kind of Actually, who you, you are. Know what? Uh, the whole thing on that trip was just me observing what sort of how Filipinos um, worked and and how they communicated with each other and stuff. And back then, before we were texting, before we started texting, they were like texting, and I was like, <laughs> in, in in Canada, we call we call people, you no, know? but they were texting on their. Back then, it was like the B9 keys or like the keys okay. for, the, you know, we didn't have, they didn't have smartphones back then. They had the, the where you'd have to text, you'd have to tap three. To oh, my <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. But they were like, they mastered it, you know, and that's how they would communicate because they're like, Jojo, it's too expensive for us to call people. So we yeah. just text. So I'm like, oh, wow, God. everyone was just texting. So, yeah, it's like, it's, it's I mean, listen, I, I, I learned more about being Filipino when I was there than when because growing up i when i first moved to montreal we moved to cotonage okay luckily for us the buildings that we were living in my building was 90 percent filipino and the next building beside us was like 50 percent filipinos so we had our own little filipino community we didn't even have to leave our (laughs) block you know to 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 learn about philippine culture because everyone you know seven thousand islands right so most of those, most of the people that were living in the building were from different parts of the Philippines. So we learned about our own culture through our neighbors. It's crazy. Dude. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Like on the topic of Filipino culture, is there uh, what's your favorite part about being Filipino, man? Well, you know, it's, I think just being, well, I learned from an early age to be welcoming, you know, cause Filipino parents, 
they say, oh, you have friends, bring them, bring them, bring them over. We'll, we'll, then, then they'll come over. And then my father, my father did the cooking, right? So my father <laughs> would be like, okay, is your friend coming? Okay, we're going to have, we're going to, we're going to have, invite him for, for lunch or dinner or whatever we were doing at the time. And they would end up eating my, my dad's cooking and sort of like my dad and my, my, my mom and dad would rather us be home with them and our friends than us being yeah. at yeah. our friend's place because at least they, they know what we're up to you know yeah. <laughs> exact same thing in my household like I, but that wasn't the point though the point is that it, at a young age we were taught to be welcoming you know like we welcome yeah. people from my friends growing up were from so many different backgrounds west indians uh you know like all different backgrounds so yeah i think that's the that's my that's my favorite part about being Filipino, it's like just us being so welcoming, you know. I love it. Man. It's helped me. In, it's helped me in my career, you know. So <laughs> I, I, uh, I appreciate it. It's it's great because we've uh, met with a lot of different people through this series, and from every until now, the generations, it's always being passed down. It's such a beautiful thing to see, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Um, dude, were you always comfortable being Filipino once once you moved over to Canada? Yeah. How, how was that feeling for you? I guess at an early age, um, you, I guess. My experience at an early age, I don't remember uh, being ever being not proud of being Filipino, you know? Mm. Because like I said, we had such a, a tight community that we were really proud of our heritage and, and our background. And, and, you know, like back then, we weren't really too proud of the food because Filipino food wasn't really exposed. It, like, mm. it wasn't like uh, Chinese food or Thai food. It didn't have that exposure like it has now, but back then, totally agree. You know, it, it, it wasn't really something that we were proud of. We knew it was good mm -hmm. we're of proud of it because we didn't have restaurants that we could tell people, yeah, you want to try Filipino food, go to this restaurant. <laughs> we never had that, you know? Yeah, I used to be ashamed about bringing adobo to school, you know, I'm like, oh, people are going to make fun of me. I don't know if I want to do this. But, but there, was, there was never a time where I've never I've not felt proud to be Filipino. I've always, you know, I, I promote it. I tell people I'm Filipino before I tell them I'm Canadian, you know? I'm so, so happy to hear that, man. Yeah. And how did you kind of uh, find music? How did that come to you? Oh my God, my dad used to DJ. What, really? <laughs> he used to DJ all the Filipino community uh, parties for Famas. And uh, I remember there was a West Island uh, group as well, but I forget the name of it. But anyway, Famas was like the one downtown. And he used to do all the, the, uh, the parties and all the, um, even all the, little, the Filipino parties, he would do all of them. So. He brought me along to help him set up. And then as I got older, he, he, um, I would go record shopping with him. And wow. then it got to a point where, okay, I knew sort of, I taught myself how to DJ because my dad was a DJ, but he wasn't really like into mixing and stuff. He was just playing record one okay. record at a time. And so he sort of made it work. You know, he was more like a selector. And I taught myself because I had the equipment at home. I just taught myself how to DJ and started, I, I went record shopping with him and then I was sort of the, the bridge between him and the younger generation. Sort okay, of. Okay. Would, he would play all the, the older cha-cha and Beatles <laughs> and, and you know, Elvis and all that stuff. And then I would go on and sort of cater to the younger crowd. Dude, um, okay. You talked about teaching yourself. You, you came up in an era with no YouTube. How do you self-teach yourself how to DJ? <laughs> well, here's the thing, right? I, I used to go, when I used to, when I used to go out, it would primarily be just to go and watch the DJ play. Nice. So I would go and, and sort of just, just watch whatever that DJ was doing, how he was doing things, how he was reading the crowd, 
what songs were he was playing the tech his techniques and you know listen i still do that till this day i still do that because i i, I believe that you know i'm there's always room to grow and room like to learn as well you know i'm always going to be a student of of I the art that. you know and it's never going to be like oh yeah i'm perfect at it and i don't need to like see what anyone else is doing no i still do my homework you know that's how it, that's, that's how you maintain you know i love that man because also for me i'm a photographer i like yeah. teaching those i i mentor yeah you're, all, you're always a student there's always something to learn man it's never ending it's never ending there's gonna be like there's little things that you're gonna pick up that you say hey you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna take that and if it helps what you're doing then by all means you know and I think that's what keeps the passion going, right? That, that desire to learn and to get better. Because yeah. you've been doing this for, what, close to 30 years, over? And you over still, see, you still have that up. same energy, that passion for it, which is great to see. Yeah, well, because music's always changing and there's always new music coming out and, you know, it's, it's new technology. I like, I like to, to take what I started with and sort of marry it with what is happening now. So, like, you see behind me, I still have my turntable. <laughs> I still use that at home. I use it. And then when I'm in the club, I use CD players because that's what they have, you know? Of course. Uh, so I, I, <laughs> I, I really uh, take it. I really take what I've learned and sort of still bring it along with me. Okay. This might be a difficult question. Do you have a favorite era for music? <laughs> oh, yeah. It would probably be the 90s. The, yeah. Actually, no. 80s. Oh, 80s. okay. That's when hip-hop started that's when house music started that was almost the end of the era for disco mm -hmm. that's when new wave started there's a lot of music that started at that time so it was a cool era like you know in the 70s you had disco rock and roll mm -hmm. yeah but in the 80s you had hip-hop you had house music you know it's crazy <laughs> yeah, yeah it was a crazy time for music oh man dude uh as a dj do you have any influences or who influenced uh your style well, I could tell you which city influenced my style, and it was right. New, York, New York City, because mm -hmm. the, the DJs in New York, look, that's where hip-hop started, that's where house started, that's where disco started, you know, Montreal, Montreal, uh, it's, uh, the Montreal is also, has also a good um, foundation for disc jockeys, because we were one of the disco capitals of the world in the 70s, you know, Montreal was the, like, after New York, it would be Montreal, so we had some amazing DJs. But the DJs that I sort of admire, look up to, and, and sort of um, inspired by are the New York DJs because they really take the art and, and, and sort of like push boundaries and are, yeah, it's crazy. They're, they're, <laughs> it's, just, it's, cool. it's actually a good question because, you know, people do ask, oh yeah, which DJs uh, or which artists do you like look up to and, and admire and stuff like that? But it's, for me, it's more like a city, the city of New York is a place for me that that has always inspired me you know so and it's, yeah because of the energy and you know back then if you're from new york city it meant like you know having that 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 label next to your name it meant a lot <laughs> not, not so much because the world is smaller now and and you could be based in you could be based in cornwall and and do something amazing stuff you know and people will yeah. will 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 uh, will discover you because of how we communicate now you know but back then it was all about being from New York. <laughs> Do you recall any favorite moments uh, as a DJ, man? Anything you could share with us where you really felt that energy? Yeah, there's, a, there's quite a, well, there's quite a, <laughs> but you know, I think when I tour and I see these beautiful places, even like Philippines being 
included in that in that um, sort of group of places that I've been to, but playing in Greece, like lo- overlooking the Mediterranean on the beach bar, is like it's magical, you know. Oh, but yeah. then I can have a gig right here in Montreal where the party and the atmosphere and the the vibe that the 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 sort of interaction you get from the crowd is sort of like second to none too because you know you're now you're doing something locally that you know you're sort of like oh wow this is this this happens here too at home and i've always been i've always made it a point to focus on montreal because montreal is my home and and it's like you know it's uh it's it's where i learned a lot of my my you know djing and culture and this is where i grew up right so i've always i've always made it a point to to have a good base in montreal you know and I, a lot of djs that travel around the world they're not they don't have a good footing or base in their own city because they didn't they didn't sort of like follow up with it and and okay. and, and sort of work with it you know <laughs> so dude you went from djing and then junior you know restaurant how 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 did that come about man well, you know, you know, my brother's one of the biggest uh, sneaker collectors in Canada. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and we were always about street culture. I was always into hip hop. When I first started DJing, I was, I was, de- I was playing hip hop, and I was into all the b boy stuff, graffiti, tagging, uh, break dancing. So that was a big part of my my growing up. And my brother became one of the Canada's biggest sneaker collectors. So we were like, you know what, man, let's open a cafe where it's sort of an extension of who we are because our crowd, our crowd is getting older. The crowd that goes out gets older and then they, they, they don't want to go out to a club anymore, but they'll still go out to a cafe or a restaurant. So we're like, man, let's open up a cafe and just promote our culture, what we do, music, sneakers, Filipino culture. And then when I was looking for locations, the one I found had a kitchen. I was like, oh, God, there's a kitchen here. Why don't we just open up a restaurant? So that cafe became a restaurant, and uh, and we were like, okay, Filipino food is not really mainstream, but I think that we can sort of knock it out of the park by opening up a Filipino restaurant downtown because most Filipino restaurants are not downtown. Like even uh, my friends that own La Mesa in Toronto, they were one of the first restaurants that I that I went to. Okay. That's downtown, you know, like in the heart of the action. So mm. the, the junior came about by just, it just became an organic, it just grew organically, it became junior by itself. Like we, even when, when we were coming up with the name, we're like, man, what are we going to call this place? <laughs> That's going to be like bilingual and that people like mm. you know, that Filipinos would understand too. And then <laughs> when people ask me, why did you call it junior? I'm like, yeah, well, listen, I'm a junior and there's probably going to be 10 other Filipinos you meet that are going to be juniors. You know? <laughs> And, and they're like, I go, yeah, a lot of, a lot of uh, Filipino, Filipino parents named their kid after the father, you know, and, and I'm, yeah. I'm a junior. I'm really a junior. So, <laughs> so, it, so it made sense to call it junior. And plus, in, in, in Quebec, junior is junior anyway, right? Yeah, it's bilingual. Same thing, right? So it worked out in the end. I won't lie. I was super proud. I was super hyped when you guys opened up. And uh, <laughs> yeah. all, all of my everyone, friends, yeah. all my friends made it a point. We gotta go. And even uh, my friends who are not Filipino, they're like, "Hey, have you been to, have you been to Junior yet?" And when I haven't been, I'm like, "I can't, I can't give a review yet because I, I felt bad." I'm like, "Okay, I gotta go soon. Bring some friends." And like, right. one of my favorite go-to spots to to hang uh, out, especially right? for brunch. Especially yeah, for brunch. Thank you. I mean, listen, it, it was a, it's my brother and I are not restaurateurs, right? So it was a big learning experience for us. And 
we're from the service industry, but we've never really been behind it. Like I've owned a club, I owned uh, people when we open people, but mm. club and restaurants are a different thing, are a different beast. And, and so now it's our fifth year and, you know, knock on wood, it's every year gets better and better. And I think right. that's because we, we took a product and we always tried to, like, as we speak, we're renovating now to, to make it, um, we want to create more of a bar vibe uh, because, mm. because now we're going to have to sort of adjust to what's happening now. So we want it to be more like uh, pollutants, you know, like you just, okay, okay. Like very, you know, and, and not, not focus so much on, on Kamayans and because I don't think people are going to want to do Kamayans now, you yeah. know, unless they, they wear gloves and like, how, how do you do that? <laughs> so, so we have to sort of adjust and, and as we speak, we're renovating now, but we, we, we were able to take a product and always try to improve it. Like uh, not last summer, the summer before I brought in a, a chef from Burakai to help us with our menu. So I'm always trying to get, people to sort of collaborate with us so that we, we can, we can take from them and they can take from us and we share ideas and you know, it's, it's, it's crazy, but we've been able to take what we started with and from what we have now, it's almost like a crazy improvement, you know, but it's great, man. Again, it's uh, something that you guys created that's fueled by fashion, by passion, culture yeah, and music. It's, it's, it's really a passion project because most restaurants are not a money making Thing. this is for us it's it's to yeah. to really put our culture filipino culture and present it in a in our sort of interpretation but one that's sort of like that you're going to be proud of that yeah. the younger generation can be proud of that they the older uh you know uh, um titas and uh <laughs> that they would be able to come there and say yeah man this is a cool experience like you know how many tourists from Filipino tourists from the United States come to our restaurant and sort of freak out because they don't have a restaurant like that in their city. Man, yeah. you can't, you're not even going to find a junior in Manila because they're not about, like, it's crazy to me, but the Philippines, they're not about, like, grassroots Filipino sort of food and stuff like that. They're, they're about American stuff. It's yeah. crazy. You yeah. know, so it's, it's hard to find really good Filipino comfort food in that kind of environment. <laughs> the younger generation, they're, they're into, like, all this American stuff, pizzerias, mm -hmm. and it's crazy. Even my friend opened up a Tex Mex restaurant in, in, in Makati. You know, like, really? <laughs> Yo, dude, you've had quite the career uh, with People, Junior, Got Soul, headlining events with John Legend, The Jacksons, Russell Peters, Wyclef, Jazzy Jeff, just to name a few. Mm -hmm. What does success mean to, to you, man? What does that <laughs> say? Yeah, what, you what know, is success? You know what? These yeah. things happen, and they happen like it's, it's, it's not something that you can really um, prepare yourself for. It just, when I get the call and they say, oh yeah, we're, Grace Jones is doing a, a after party for Tiff and we want you to DJ it. I'm like, oh, cool. You know, like, that's, my, that's, that's sort of my, my reaction, right? Great, you know, but man, Grace Jones for me is like iconic, you know? Yeah. Or when they say, yeah, you're doing like a private event with John Legend, I'm like, fuck, John Legend, cool. all right, cool. But when you're, when you're in the moment, you sort of, um, sometimes you have to pinch yourself and say, man, I came, man, listen, when I went back, when I told you when I went back to the Philippines, I was 28, but I only went back to where I was born maybe six, seven times after. Okay. I was, my parents were visiting at the same time as me and I decided I was in Manila, I was on tour and I decided, hey, let's go, let's rent a car or take a car. And, and drive up to where I was, where I was born. Brother, to see where I was born, I, we couldn't even drive the car there because the, they were, the roads were terrible. 
Oh my gosh. Like I'm coming, I'm coming from, I'm not coming from the city. I'm coming from the province where there's no like hot water. There's no like clean water and it's crazy. So it's sort of, it humbles you to say like, man, you came, I came from basically nothing. And then I've been able to sort of uh, create a, a brand, a, an identity where it's something to be proud of. And, and you know, it's like, but like I said, you have to pinch yourself sometimes and say, man, this is really crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. No, definitely, man. But you know, uh, like for instance, Russell Peters, when, when I first met him, he says, man, I used to buy your mixtapes. That's what he told me. Really? <laughs> I used to buy your mixtapes. I'm like, cool. And so like, so like sometimes these people who I sort of like admire, they also have the same admiration for what I do because at the end of the day, um, you know, I'm, I'm also on the artist side of things too, right? So sometimes I don't, I don't pay attention to how people sort of see how I am as an artist, but that's when, when Russell Peters and when other people like that, they'll, they'll step to you and say, yeah, I used to buy your mixtapes. I'm like, wow, that's amazing. That's crazy, you know? It's something that I would never think of. Of course, man. Dude, um, on, this, on this show, I like to highlight the importance of uh, learning from your losses. For those trying to make it, do you have any words of wisdom or something? Or how do you process failure? Something you could share? Just well, listen, everyone fails. If you don't fail, you don't succeed, right? So yeah, you just, mm. you just have to figure out how you're going to recover from it, you know, and how fast you want to recover it or you want to recover from it. Listen, you could, it, things can always be worse. It can always be worse, right? So I, you can only control what you can control. You can't, like, if something happens to you, it's in the past. That's it. You got to move forward. You know, you get You just got to keep, you, you got to keep pressing on. And that's how I've always been. I was like, and, and then when I do, when I do succeed, what's the next goal that yeah. I want to succeed? So you have to sort of set goals at every stage. And then when you, when you finish, and you, it, there's always another thing that you want to do. Don't be complacent. You got to always figure out what you want to do next. Yeah, step like, by step. And, and you know, it's funny, mind. it's crazy, but if, if I use the, like DJing as an example, when I'm playing music, I always have to know what's the next two, three songs. You always mm-hmm. have to be yeah. ahead of it, you know? Because if you're not, that song ends, you're screwed, right? <laughs> <laughs> Anticipating so, the next moment, so man. It's a good analogy, actually. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Shari, Eric, any questions before we talk about Yeah, you get your support. Yeah. What's going on? <laughs> The pizza question got you guys stumped. <laughs> they're, they're, they're taking it in. They're taking it in. Wow, so. you're like spitting facts right now. It's, it's really good to hear. Yeah. Um, I and, actually have... Oh, do you want to go first? No, go, go, go. go. <laughs> um, I think it's really like cool to, to hear stories like, like this, like hearing you um, um, travel and meeting all these people. What part of the culture do you... Um, do you bring with you when you travel and, and meet people? Well, unfortunately, I can't bring the food with me. But <laughs> it's because, you know, it's crazy, but DJing is sort of almost, because Qbert is one of the best DJs in the world, because, they, you know, you got turntablists that are, are Filipino that are, like, doing amazing stuff. It's sort of just me being a DJ and sharing music and stuff is almost like sharing Filipino culture because it's mm-hmm. DJing is such... It's such a big part of Filipino culture. It's crazy. Like basketball is a big part of Filipino mm. culture. It's not like we have the NBA, but man, Filipinos is like, that's the number one sports in the, in the Philippines, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and you so, know, like now there's like this new generation of, of younger uh, DJ, like Filipino DJs coming yeah. up here in Montreal, which yeah. is, which is like cool to see, you know, because it's, I, I feel like it's, 
like you guys kind of like paved the way for yeah. for this new generation um what do you think is important to pass down to this new well, generation of djs i i teach actually i teach uh djing mm. and my, the first thing I, I i tell the djs is listen you have to respect the art if you don't respect it it's not going to be it, the you know your passion is not going to be into it or or your passion for it is not going to be as good as 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 strong you have to really embrace the history the mm. you know the all the djs that came before us and you have to listen it's like anything you have to study what you're learning and studying also means yeah reading up on what was happening how this music came about mm. where okay if you play hip hop where did hip hop come from where, okay i play house music i know where house came from I know the the the, play, the main players of house music, like so. Someone can't can, uh, they they can't step to me and and try to like school me because I I I did my homework, you know. And these up and coming DJs, they have to do their homework. They have to like, okay, what kind of mixer is this? What uh, what kind of CD player? Mm. Like you have, man. The, I'm a I'm from a different uh, era when it comes to DJing, where equipment um music's quality it's such a big part of what we do you know and and it's sad because most djs nowadays they don't carry that over you know they don't they don't like there's a there out of 10 there might be one that's going to be like yeah okay you know what i'm really into uh mixers i'm really into uh the whole culture the whole like it, it's just it's kind of discouraging actually to see that but you know, there's hope because there are that, that one person can influence another 10 people, you know, and I'm and I hope yeah. what, with what I do, I'm able to influence uh, like I influence my brother. I know I influence Quest and I don't know who they influence, you know, but it starts with one person. Right. And I mm -hmm. think just, just these DJs, they really have to respect the art. And, I, and that's for photography, for yeah. whatever painting, whatever you, you're, you're into, just respect the art. But I love what you said, because for me, it's uh, I love seeing authentic energy, authentic artists. Mm -hmm. And as I grow older, it's uh, it's less about doing the cool thing, but really seeing people who understand where it's coming from or how it started. Right. And that's yeah. what I start to, I gravitate towards that. And I know whatever they produce, it's the vibe that I'm looking for. I, I'm not right. sure if it comes with, with the maturity and whatnot, too. But right. I, I find it interesting you shared that as well, because that's also what I really strive for. Well, let me listen, Sherry, the, the, the guys have to ask themselves, why are they doing it? why are they mm. why are they doing it and if the if they can answer that question honestly and they're doing it for the right reason man when i started djing it was because i love music you know it wasn't about okay you know what and djing back then wasn't what it is now it's like if i started djing back then there were maybe three or four other djs that were playing you know that i can that that i knew now now there's like every person i meet is almost a dj <laughs> <laughs> yeah. anyway uh, that's an exaggeration but you know what you know where i'm coming totally. from yeah. i mean if they can answer that question uh, honestly and and truthfully then they're doing the right thing yeah i love that, love that. Love how that. about you eric <laughs> i there's so much that i could ask i'm gonna try and keep it short well, listen, it, it, can, it can it can be off script right? we don't have to go with the questions that you guys present you know like well i i wanted to follow up actually on what shari was saying because you know as we mentioned in the scene today, Filipinos are well represented in the DJ scene. Right. Uh, and we've interviewed a few of them already. Right. And, you know, they've cited different people as influences to them, you being one of them. Right. And I'm wondering, you know, you said hey, you hey, influenced... Hey, 
Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Look, people, people say like you know, like especially for Filipino DJs, you know, because yeah. you want somebody who's like you um, that helps you to 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 grow and to move forward. So I'm wondering for you because you mentioned earlier that you would go to the club and try to see how it works. Like, where was was there? Filipino representation back then if not who was oh. kind of the people you were looking at yeah you know what <laughs> not really the, your dad the, your dad the, but <laughs> the only, no because I wasn't I, here, here's the thing I wasn't a turntablist right had I mm. been a turntablist yeah. then I would have had Qbert Shortcut uh, mm. you know all the Filipino DJs from the Bay Area that were doing cool shit that's who I would have been sort of uh, uh, studying you know, but that's interesting though because we kind of had to look out west. You know, where it was maybe the maybe yeah, the because there's because there's more Filipinos out there, right? Yeah, Big it was more developed. In the Bay Area, yeah. yeah, I'm sure I'm sure there were some dope Filipino DJs in New York, but here's the thing: New York is such a it's such a big city mm-hmm. and so much competition. Yeah, but in the Bay Area, it's like it wasn't as like. It wasn't as as uh, crazy as New York. New York City is a crazy. It's a it's a, it's a different, different animal. Yeah. yeah, it's a different animal. You know. Mm-hmm. So coming from the Bay Area, where you in the daily city is all Filipino, San Francisco. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so many Filipinos. San Diego, L.A. Like, there's so many Filipinos. You know, and but Filipinos have always been so close to the the black culture and mm-hmm. hip hop and you know re- even reggae and you know it's, yeah. it's crazy. But I think because there because there are so many Filipinos in the in the West Coast, I think that's why a lot of them will say, "Yeah, you know what? This is this is the DJ that I used to look up to." You know, I you know I, I like that you say that that we share. Um, there's a lot of similarities with different Black cultures and you know, um, let's say Black music and whatnot. Because when I first walked into Junior, because yeah. I went several times when he guys first opened, yeah, and I I was listening to the music, you know, hip hop, you know, '90s hip hop, so. I ate the food and I was like, it's funny to say, but it was such an authentic Filipino experience to me because yeah. I grew up on hip hop, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Even though you have your parents who listen to Engelbert, Humperdinck and all that stuff, <laughs> you're still playing somewhere. There's hip hop playing in the background and maybe they say something to you, but they're still letting it play. So right. I, I kind of like an authentic, maybe North American Filipino experience uh, because I got the food from home and yeah. I got the music that I grew up on. So yeah, you, right. you you'd probably get that, that that sort of experience in the Philippines too because they're hip to what we're doing. Like Fair Filipinos, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Filipinos in Makati, they, they know what they know what's going on. They they know what's going on. You know, they're into the the hip hop uh, culture, the dancing, mm. the house culture, everything. They're into that. Like I, I was surprised when I saw these what they, what they were doing. Like I saw I just saw uh, Jokoi's. Uh, um, that, oh, uh, the Netflix, Netflix special? Yeah, the, his element thing, right? Mm-hmm. And what they, what, they, what they showed is what's happening. People know what's happening. You know, they're aware. I got to watch that. I still haven't caught up on that. <laughs> it's okay. I, I, thought it, I, I thought it was okay. I, 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 was <laughs> I was expecting a bit more, but, you know, I, I guess I, I, I thought he would bring better talent. Okay. The other comedians mm. weren't as, <laughs> as funny. And uh, I think it was just the people that he knew, you know? Okay. <laughs> Cause I still like his first Netflix special. That's my favorite one from the three he released, I think. So, yeah. Yeah, and what's cool about him is he really promotes Filipino culture. Like he'll go and, yeah. and, and promote a restaurant and, you know, like he's, he's cool. Yeah. He's cool like that. Uh, speaking of Filipino culture, what does uh, Filipino heritage month uh, mean to you, man? That, you know what, to be honest, I didn't even know that it was happening. 
Now you know. Now you know, yeah. <laughs> and, and then somebody hit me up to uh, to work on the uh, the fundraising thing, and uh, what you know about, right, Shari? Somebody yes. mentioned it. Was right? that Filipinos yeah. for Solidarity? Is that yes, the one? Yes, yes, yes. Can, can you talk about that a bit? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, um, we're just, we're, we're, let me just pull up all the information so I don't get anything wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just, um, hold on, because it was spearheaded by uh, DJ Blessed. You know Blessed? Yeah, we just, I, I just yeah. recently heard of her. Uh, we'd love yeah. to have her on this uh, this. <laughs> yeah, she's podcast super cool. Too. She's really into, uh, into music and Filipino culture. You know, so she's the one that spearheaded this thing. And it's just uh, just getting a bunch of uh, local and international, actually, DJs uh, playing music and, and just donating to, uh, to, to positive causes, especially for Black Lives Matter as well. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Amazing. So, yeah. So we're going to, the DJs are going to, the local DJs are going to come play in Montreal uh, at Junior. And uh, I think uh, the other DJ, we're going to be streaming. Yeah, we're going to be streaming. On Twitch, on, right? Yeah, on Twitch, yeah. On my profile, so. Nice. Uh, yeah. yeah. That's, that's on Saturday, right? Saturday? One of the 27th from uh, uh, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. I'm yeah. definitely going to tune in. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, it, should be, it's, it should be fun. You guys, you guys, the, the restaurant's going to be open. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The restaurant's going to be open. Nice. So, oh. yeah. So, it's cool. It's a cool initiative. I mean, you know, I'm happy to be part of it and helping out with the presentation. So, yeah. Nice, man. Thanks. Uh, thanks for sharing that. I'm definitely going to tune in. Yeah. Um, so, before moving on to the next segment, I just want to ask, um, from Filipino culture, what do you think is important to pass to the next generations? I think we mentioned, we talked about it a bit before earlier, but is there anything else? Well, what's important? Well, listen, I mean, growing up, we were always taught to uh, respect our elders. I think that's more important now because a lot of the, the younger kids are sort of are losing um, sight of that you know like I think I think when we were growing up when I was growing up man you said auntie uncle even if they weren't their auntie uncle you know mm -hmm. so it's in and um, we were always taught to be respectful you know and especially to your elders you know yes. and that's, for me that's that's really important I, I teach that to my son I teach that to like the younger the younger kids like it's really important for me that and and listen I still live by it right I still respect my elders you know? Yo, thanks. Thanks for sharing that. Uh, yeah. Eric, Shari, closing thoughts before moving over to our fastball questions? Uh, oh, man, thank I, you oh. for your time. Well, for yeah. me, like, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's so cool what you do. And it's uh, like, just hearing you speak about like how the importance of learning the history of your craft. Yeah, I think that's so important to highlight. I think yeah. that brings uh, so much more like richness to your yeah, it, work, it, right? just makes so. it just makes it more meaningful, you know? It makes it more yeah, meaningful. Exactly. Yeah. Man, you're not going to go date someone and not find out about uh, who they are and what <laughs> makes them they are. This is true. We've made that mistake sometimes. <laughs> yeah, same, exactly. same, same, same. <laughs> I mean, we were still talking about DJing. <laughs> I just wanted to say thanks for, thanks for the music and thanks for the food. Like oh man, guys! Cool. Listen, it's 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 really uh, you don't have to thank me. It's just something that I believe in, and you know, I always, I always do things that I believe in. You know, if I don't mm. believe in it, I'm not gonna do it. And I like things when things are organic. Things happen organically. Yeah. Things are not forced. You know, I, I, that's the worst. When you try to force things to work, does not it's not a it's not a good recipe. 
you know? Yeah, yeah it, took, it took me a long time to learn that, but yeah, I completely <laughs> agree. <laughs> I just want to say to him, I'm happy to see a lot of uh, Filipinos on the rise, businesses, uh, DJs. Yeah, artists. it's amazing. Uh, I think, I think uh, we have a good um, group of people moving forward. I think we have a good future. I think we're, we're, we are well represented. And, uh, you know, listen, I'm growing up when I was at an early age, I had a lot of Filipinos around me because that's mm. the environment I was in. And then when I went to high school, I was only like the only Filipino playing hockey because I play hockey, right? <laughs> and I played hockey at a, at a pretty high level. So okay. there was only one other Filipino in my school and he was on the hockey team as well. So I went from being with a bunch of Filipinos to being with no Filipinos. And then now mm. that I have junior, now I'm back to being with a bunch of Filipinos again. So it's like, <laughs> it's, it's come full circle. circle. Yeah. It's crazy. It's can, crazy. I, can, I, can I say something just about the hockey thing? Just a real yeah. side topic. <laughs> I believe, because, you know, Filipinos are really into basketball, right? And for, yeah, yeah. for sure, we love it. Yeah. Unfortunately, we don't tend to be tall <laughs> yeah. as, as a whole. I, I was talking with somebody, a Filipino friend, and we were talking about, man, Filipinos should do more hockey and football because we got that leg strength. No, but there, no, but you'll be surprised. There are more. Listen, I have a Filipino hockey team. You, you what? know, that's yeah. what I'm saying. I have a, a team full of Filipinos. Like I can ice a full team of Filipinos. Yeah, that's amazing. That's my impressive. Son plays, my son plays hockey. We have a Filipino hockey, our Filipino hockey team shirt at junior. Like it's crazy. Wow. Yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. It's Yo, I even have like I have three Filipino goalies. Well, you know? yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Back up and, we, and we played against, <laughs> and we played against other Filipinos from Toronto. It's it, for me that was really uh, surreal, to be honest. I think you should. St I think your next thing should be like starting a Filipino hockey league. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that I don't really have much time for because I do it. I, I, I still play like three times a week, so it's it's. Uh, That'd be insane, though. Like a whole league of Filipino but hockey you know what players. it's gonna come it's gonna come to there's gonna be a time because a lot more Filipinos are playing hockey in the west well I believe it now my, my, I believe it now that you say you have a team my, my son plays against other Filipinos like it's crazy Definitely. so there's a Filipino in we have a Filipino international Filipino hockey team that's in the double yeah. IHF so it's, <laughs> oh, wow. when I went you know it's funny funny story when I went to the Philippines with a friend I play hockey with we, I was there for, uh, I think, two weeks on tour last year, we, two years ago. We said, yo, wouldn't it be cool to play hockey in the Philippines? So we went and we mm. played hockey in the Philippines. I went to, cool. we, we rented equipment at the Mall of Asia and we, uh, yes. we played hockey in uh, Philippine hockey. <laughs> <laughs> the Philippine hockey. There's equipment at the Mall of Asia. Yeah. Like hockey equipment. Yeah, I'm because so they're mind right? blown. <laughs> they, have, they, have, they have hockey teams there. It's crazy. Wow, man. Things are really yeah. evolving. That's oh, yeah. I'm learning a lot in this podcast. And <laughs> Same, no, no. <laughs> no, because I spend a lot of time back home, right? Like I go every year. Yeah, so that's I sort of like I, I have my uh, ear to the ground. Now. And I know the key players there because whenever I go there, it's, it's with a promoter that sort of like is in the know, you know? So mm -hmm. that helps yeah. a lot too, right? So yeah, it's crazy. I'm impressed. <laughs> it's crazy. Yo, are we ready for the fastball segments, uh, Shari? Yes, we are. You got oh, a horn. Okay. okay. So basically, just... it's uh, sixty seconds. Answer as many questions that we throw at you. Okay. Whenever you're ready, Shari. Okay, this is just a test. Okay. We all hear that. That's the timer. Yeah. It's the <laughs> That's buzzer. The so when you hear that, um, yeah, we start, and then when you hear it again, it's over. Okay. <laughs> okay. Count so, us down. 
Ready, set, go. First Tagalog word that comes to mind. <laughs> Favorite Filipino food. Favorite Filipino food. Uh, pancit. Go-to karaoke song. Don't do karaoke. <laughs> Favorite spot in Montreal. Junior. Name a Filipino dish that starts with the first letter of your first name. Oof. Uh, man. Yeah, that's... Yeah. I don't think so. Yeah, okay. We'll pass on that. When I say greatest of all time, who do you think about? Pacquiao. Langonista or Tocino? Tocino. Favorite old school jam? Oh, my God. I have too many. <laughs> and you're asking a DJ that. <laughs> <laughs> Can't ask a DJ that. Uh, what's on your Netflix right now? Oh, it was Jokoy. Uh, 10 seconds. Spell your last name backwards. Oh, my God. S-E-R-O-L-F. Yo, you killed it, man. You visualized that, too. I saw it. <laughs> was I right? Yeah, you killed it. Yeah, yeah you, you got it. it. You got it. <laughs> Yo, uh, and you made it, Jojo. Yeah. Thank you so much for today for your time. Yeah, uh, so much. Before closing out, do you want to give uh, shout outs to a person or a group of people? Well, listen, a uh, couple of things. Um, I wanted to talk about what I was working on now. Sure. Yeah, go for um, it. So I'm curate. I'd be I'm the main curator for music at the Four Seasons, which is cool because I I also curate music for uh, high end establishments. Like uh, I'm working on the Ritz Carlton as well, but these are like because I have so much music, I'm able to sort of provide a soundtrack for restaurants, bars, and stuff like that. And that's that's a, actually a good um, advice for the up-and-coming DJs, is to build their catalog with not just music that they like, but music that can sort of like, they, obviously they have to like it, but not just music they play, but music they like as well, because that sort of builds their catalog and they can do so much more with it after. So that's a, a big lesson for them to learn. Um, but I've been designing masks. Like, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, so I've been designing Gossel masks. I, um, I'm doing the second drop this week. But I did the first drop with a camo design, and now I'm doing a polka dot design. So okay. that's cool. But I, I, like, I do a few things, because Gossel, Gossel is my record label, but I also do merchandise with it. So I make T-shirts, mm -hmm. and now I'm working on masks. I make caps and any type of merchandise. So I do that. And then uh, what else is there? Yeah. Just the restaurant, you know, <laughs> renovating the restaurant. And um, yeah, I think, yeah, that's, yeah, that basically it, yeah. <laughs> and people could find the mask and, and merch on the Got Soul. Um, no, they page. just, they, they, they follow me. And then whenever I drop or whenever I, okay. or my brother, we, uh, we sort of like, uh, yeah, we, we do a limited run. We only do like, uh, every drop is like a hundred and we okay. sold out the first one. So now we're, we're moving on to the next one. And then, you know, we'll see how it goes. But right now, because it's a new norm, right? So people are going to yeah. have to wear masks. Some yeah. places you can't even go in without wearing a mask. Yeah. You know, yeah. so, yeah. Yeah, we'll share that on our page because they're, they're, pre yeah. they're pretty nice, the polka dot ones. I think I might procure one myself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I've been looking for a camo mask, so. Well, the camo one is dope. I, I don't know if I have any left, but yeah, it's, it's really cool. Cool. Yeah, so this is what I wanted to plug. Mental health, okay? Mm. Especially now. Uh, being isolated for such a long period of time. Uh, my friend Shanti um, started this thing called uh, Silence the Shame. It's a really cool initiative. It's creating awareness for, uh, for uh, mental health. And uh, I think it's, that's important for people to realize or for people to know about because it affects everyone, you know? 100%. So especially now with, with what's going on, it's, it's affecting more people than ever before. 
And so I think, I think it's not just like, oh, let's do that bell, uh, let's talk one day thing. I think it should be like a continuous uh, all year round type of thing. And I, and I think it's a, a great um, sort of thing to be aware of. Can you share uh, resources from her or a link that we can share yeah, afterwards? It's, it's just silence the shame. Okay. Silence, if you Google silence the shame, and this girl is really cool because she, she is from Atlanta and she used to work with, uh, she used to, do, like she knows Usher and, and Outkast and all those people because she used to work for, uh, for a record label back then and she used to promote these, these artists. She, would, uh, she was like the promoter for these artists when, when their music would come out, you know? So she's really tight with all those guys. Amazing, man. Thanks. Doing an amazing thing. Cool. We'll definitely, we'll definitely put out the news. So again, yeah. <laughs> thanks again. On behalf of Filipinos of Montreal, we out. Uh, thank you for having me, guys. Thank for you. Sure. And I'll see you guys at the restaurant, right? Of course. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs>